Well, hello, hello. How are you doing? How are you doing? This is the S. Anthony Says Podcast. This is the S. Anthony Thomas, and this is episode number 289, 289. How are you doing? How are you doing? And I want to say hello to all the new people that are listening to me right now. Uh, a lot of new, new new people started listening to uh, the podcast last week uh, when I did my regular show. And then I talked about the uh, the deaths in my family, which absolutely suck. Um, so uh, so I already talked about that. I'm, 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 and I'll bring it up a little bit here in this in this episode. Uh, but I just want to introduce myself to the new people that came along because there's a, there a bunch of new people that started listening. Uh, to the podcast. Obviously, my name is S. Anthony Thomas, and this is the S. Anthony Says Podcast, my podcast. It's This is run by me, hosted by me. And, um, you know, I've been a comedian since uh, the mid to late 80s. And uh, I've been doing that. I've done some crap on television, a little crap on television, a little crap on radio. I'm not a famous person. I'm just a dude who does this. That's all I am. And I think I've gotten pretty good at the comedy thing, and I'm starting to get pretty good at this. I've been doing this for uh, by the end in the end of this month, uh, four years, I think on the 22nd or 23rd of this month, it'll be four years that I started doing this. It'll be my four year anniversary of doing this. And uh, for the most part, this this podcast is me telling um, what I like to think of um, amusing stories. And sometimes I'll talk about pop culture and sometimes I'll talk about things that are in the news and sometimes I'll talk about things you guys talk to me about. But basically, this is just a place where I wanted to do things that I could not and did not want to do on the stand up comedy stage um, and which I'll be getting back to uh, on the 28th. No, not the 20. What did I say? The 20th <laughs> in 2018. I'll be getting back to comedy in the 2018. So. But basically what I wanted to say about this, uh, this whole thing here is uh, I wanted to thank everybody who uh, gave me condolences, my family condolences on uh on Twitter, Facebook, and all that kind of stuff. It's really nice to know that there are people who, uh, you know, who follow on social media and people who listen to this podcast who care a lot and were concerned about how my family's doing and, and to let you know everybody's doing fine, everybody's healing. Um, you know, when you have a tragedy in the family, especially something as shocking as losing two people in their mid-20s, um, it's just a difficult thing because in in my, like, and, I, and to those of you that listened last week, I'm going to have to rehash something very, very quickly. This will be four people that my family has lost in the past year. Uh, two were, were older and sick and two were young, healthy people who were in the wrong place at the wrong time. Um, what I started to notice and what I learned myself is it's it's the best way to describe it is like it's like having mud on top of a diamond. You know, just a lot of mud and gook on top of a diamond. That's what it feels like. That's what the pain of losing people feels like. It's like you have this valuable thing, them. And then there's all this crud and grime and grit and disgusting crap gets piled upon it. And that's the pain because they're gone. But I learned with my uncles. Uh, and first, I couldn't really talk about them too much because I was close to them as well. And then what started to happen over the course of months and weeks and, and, and so forth, I started to think about the funny things that they would say and how humorous they were and how they would break my stones and I would break their stones. Because at one point I was the little guy and then I became an adult and then I became like a dude. I was still the nephew and they were still the uncle. So there was still there a level of deference to them because of that. But we were dudes who broke each other's stones. OK. And after the pain of them going away um, to illness. Now, I got to the point where I was just getting to the point. Where I, I I was now remembering funny stories and how, how much fun it was to talk to them. And, you know, I, I, if you listen to the episodes, I talked about how much I spent a lot of time with both of them individually, you know, and uh, built a bond with them individually and how they affected me. 
as a person. And um, with the nephews who were, who this, this is like literally a week to the day where they were both killed. Um, you know, it, it, it's like I, I, when I put the pictures up uh, of one of them, I didn't put the pictures up of the other one because I didn't I didn't feel like it was it was right. You know, he didn't exactly put a lot of stuff online. And, you know, and even though he was a relative, we weren't really that close. I'd see he's one of those relatives that you see at Thanksgiving and stuff like that. But he was still family and it still hurt when he passed. You know, the one that passed away immediately was I was close to. And, uh, you know, and I don't I don't take away from the fact that they both were both gone. But it's just it was just really, really a difficult thing because that's the I saw him on a regular basis. And so with them being gone, the pain is fresh. And like I said, it's like mud and grime and stuff on top of something. But then you think about water and how water was able to carve the Grand Canyon over time. It took a long time. But as the water girl went by, it just really slowly ground away and took away layers after layer after layer. And eventually you had the Grand Canyon. That's what that's what water does. It's it's it just keeps going. It doesn't stop. And it's relentless. It just keeps going. And time is exactly the same way. You know, in time uh, is relentless and ever flowing, just like water is. And just like water can cut through rock, time can cut away and erode away the pain that you feel when you lose someone. Just like the people in Las Vegas, you know, they're suffering the same way that I, my family is suffering and that I'm suffering right now. But the, as time goes by, it very slowly erodes away the grit and crime, grit and grime of pain. And then what starts to happen after that? is eventually most of the grime and grit is gone. With my uncles, most of the grime and grit is gone. I can now laugh and joke about them. And very soon, that's, well, I shouldn't say very soon, but at some point in, in the future, all the grit and grime of the young ones being gone, most of that will be gone away. You never stop missing them, but it stops hurting when you, when you, when you think about them. It's like, it took me a while to look at the pictures of my nephew before I could put them up. It took a while to look at the pictures. It took a while to look at his clothes before, you know, it took a while to uh, look at the last gift that he gave me, which was an eagle scarf. It took a while to look at that without, you know, you know what I'm saying? But when I put the pictures up, I was, I was actually looking at him as a little baby, looking at him sitting next to me on the couch, even though I look like shit in the picture. Fuck y'all. Uh, <laughs> that pictures was, was before I started working out and eating better. And I look like complete dog shit, but who cares? Um, eventually, like I said, the, the time will just erode and wash away the pain that you that we're feeling right now. And hopefully it'll be nothing but the diamond that is left. Like I said, in this scenario, there's a diamond in that's covered in mud and grime and grit and time kind of slowly washes it away. And eventually all you're left with is the diamond. And what is the diamond? The diamond is the happy memory. The diamond is remembering running up and down the hill with my nephews on my shoulders. The, the, the diamond is remembering sitting on the couch with them while watching, telling them what football and explaining football to them, you know, creating ways to amuse them, you know, when they were younger, you know, the first hug that I got when I came back from California, um, you know, the conversations you had with them as an older, as an older relative, um, those kind of things. And also, like I said, you know, hey, here's my the first time you meet your my great grand uh, nephew. You know, you remember those things, you know, you remember what your nephew's laugh sounds like. You know, those are the diamonds that you have after the crud and grime of pain is washed away. And I experienced that with my uncles. I now think of them and I'm and I still miss them, but 
I smile when I think about them. And I know soon, hopefully soon, I will smile all the time when I think about the relatives that I lost. I wish that for the people in Las Vegas. I wish that for the people who've had this exact same tragedy that happened to my family, that happened to the families in Las Vegas, that happened to the families that happened that came before that, that are going to unfortunately happen to families in the future. Just know that if this happens to you, whether it's something that's a tragedy or you lose somebody through natural causes, you know, even if they're 98 years old, you still want your grandmom or your grandpa around. You don't give a crap that they're 95 years old or 103. It doesn't matter. You still want them around and it's still going to hurt when they're gone. But like I said, the, you know, the, the time will just kind of wash it away, very slowly erode it. You won't even notice that it's happening. And then one day. Somebody's going to say something very similar to what grandma said, and you're going to laugh your ass off. You're going to get that warm feeling. You know, it's like I know someday in the future, hopefully soon, you know, I'm, you know, I'm going to hear something that I know would have made my nephews laugh, my nephew laugh, my nephews laugh. I'm going to hear something and I'm going to, I'm going to be happy. It ain't right now, but it, I know it'll happen. You know, so just, just know that. And if there's anybody out there, because I know there's people listening all over the place to this. If, you, if you're feeling the same, if something similar happened to you, just just know that uh, let time do what, it, what time does. You know, they always say time heals all wounds. And then, yeah, he'll, he'll, it takes the pain away. But sometimes there's a scar. But, you know, you can live with a scar. It's better than not having, you know, not, not feeling the pain all the time, you know. And I know that the healing process for me has begun because, you know, when you post things online, you know, you have relatives postings online or friends saying, oh, my friend, I had a couple of friends say my friend's family went through a, a tragedy. And I really, really appreciated that because it, it was a, a friend of mine, a long time a friend of mine that posted something like that. And I really appreciated that. You know who I'm talking to, Mary Fran. And thank you for that, by the way. And uh, some other people also. But, you know, what happens is when you post things online, sometimes you get the comments that are people that are just kind of trolling and trying to be mean for no reason. And I remember when I would watch, when I would read tragedies on the news or see things on the news, and there would be comment sections in the newspapers. What would happen is people would say horrible things and it would really, really infuriate me. Now, keep in mind, I don't know the people that they're talking about. These are people I've never met, never going to meet. These are families I'm never going to meet, but I felt bad for them. And I was horrified that people would say these horrible things. And I was angry and furious, you know, that kind of thing. But then it's, it happened, actually happened to my family. You know, uh, you know, people were saying like random racist stuff, you know, random racist, stupid things. And what started to happen was you would figure that because I got infuriated when it happened to other people, that I would be infuriated and angry and pissed off and want to hurt somebody. When I saw people sprinkling uh, racist and stupid comments about my relatives that were taken away from us. And I noticed something. I noticed that I literally felt nothing. Now, does that mean I don't care about my relatives? Of course not. Does it mean that I didn't, didn't feel like my guts were ripped out when I found out? Of course not. Does it mean that it still doesn't bother me right now? I'm pretty sure that I'm going to randomly cry for no reason, or at least at the least randomly, uh, not like, but like randomly tear up uh, at some time, probably today, you know, maybe tomorrow. I know it's going to happen. It happened uh, earlier today. I know. But when I saw that, I felt nothing. And the reason I felt nothing was because I realized exactly What's going on? And I say all this to just to just to bring up some stuff that I wanted to talk about uh, and also to thank everybody for their condolences. When you look at the comment sections of certain things, you realize there's a lot of people out there that are kind of dickheads. 
You know, they, they say mean things for no reason. They do mean things for no reason. And sometimes people will do things to you that are not cool and you don't understand why. Why is this person doing some mean stuff? Why is this person being a douche? Well, doesn't this person realize that they're affecting people? Because you got to sit there and think about it in the comment section. What exactly is the motivation for saying something stupid or going out of your way to attack or to say something mean about somebody who just lost a family member? And I realized, no. And this all happened within a nanosecond in my brain. I'm not giving you that. You think I want to allow you whose sole purpose in this particular contact is to make people like me get upset and feel bad? Don't you think I feel bad enough because of what happened? You think I'm going to give you that? <laughs> no, I'm not going to give you that. And I just read the comment in the next comment and the next comment. You know, when you see the comments where people are being cool and you see some comments where people are not being cool. And I realize, no, I'm not giving you that. I'm not going to feel anything at all because that's what you want me to do. Sorry, you just wasted a little bit of time of your day for nothing. And I realized that that had actually literally come from uh, another part of my life when I changing uh, to the topic a little bit from the stand up days. You know, when I was doing stand up, I used to be afraid, you know, when I thought that somebody is going to say they don't like my act or I'm going to be afraid that somebody might heckle me. I'm going to be afraid if I go someplace and, and, and people give compliments to other people and look at me like I don't exist. I'm going to be afraid. Oh, and you realize the comment section is basically not just online. The comment section is every time you walk out the door. The comment section is every time you walk out the door. Because when you walk outside, the second you walk outside, you're exposing yourself to a whole lot of people. And I got news for you. The vast majority of people are really, really cool. The vast majority of people are really, really nice. They really are. If you ask, if I walked outside right now and I look sad and somebody said, you're all right, dude. And I told them what would happen. Do you know what the average? person, the majority of people, the overwhelming people, number of people would be saying, oh man, that's, that sucks. Condolences. That blows. Condolences. That's awful. Condolences. I hope you feel better. I went through the same thing. Da, 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 da. There would be a whole lot of that, but a small percentage and usually the louder percentage. Because if you, you, well, yeah, well, if they weren't this and if they didn't do this and if they didn't walk through that bad neighborhood, who told them to walk through that bad neighborhood? Who told them to do this? Who told them to do that? Why'd you do this? Oh yeah, well you shouldn't do. Who told you to wear this? And how come you didn't do that? And and you'd have to hear that crap. You got to realize the world is the comment section. And a lot of times there are people that feel bad for you, feel bad for you, want to give you their condolences. And they give you their condolences with their face, with their eyes. Sometimes they'll look at you and they'll just shake their head like, oh, man, that's awful. They don't even say anything. But the jackasses are louder. And I realized the comment section, like I said, the comment section is everywhere. It's not just online. It's not just online. How many times have you been somewhere? You go to work. You think everything is cool. You realize you're having a great relationship with the people. And most of the people dig you and love you and all of that crap. And there's a couple of people in the office that are always standing in the back with their arms folded, looking at you like you did something. Like you did something. Not only did something, but did something to them. Right? You're not concentrating on the 25 people that like you. You're concentrating on the two people that are sitting in the back with their cups looking at you with that look on their face like they just smelled something bad. My friends, they're the comment section, right? You have, you have, you have 10 friends. You have 10 friends in that office that love you to death. 20, and the other 25 people like you. But there's two people in the back that are looking at you like you did something. They're the comment section.
That bitch thinks she cute. Look at her when they went That bitch thinks she's some. He ain't nothing. He ain't nothing but a punk man. I ain't never liked him in the first place. He ain't that. He probably stole himself in the first place. You know how it is. Anybody they have a comment section. And I realize now that even though I was kind, I wasn't really. I'm, I'm not hypersensitive to criticism like I used to be back in the day. I don't know if you guys are, and you may be. If you're hypersensitive to criticism, I would suggest. Don't be always taking the information that people give you. If they get information for you, even if it's really critical, take that crap. Because even if they're taking a shot at you when it's a cheap shot, you may still pick up some information from their punk ass that's actually applicable to you and something you can learn from. But don't let it get inside you and mess your head up. We always tend to focus on the stuff that's the worst. I've been in places where there's and, and every every live performer will tell you the exact, exactly the same thing. And like I said, like, like at work, 25 people like you, 10 people of the 25 love you and two people can't stand your damn guts and you didn't do anything to them. You might have even been extra nice to these people, but their punk asses don't like you anyway. And you don't know why. And when I was a younger person, it used to bother me. It used to get on my nerves. It used to make me not be able to sleep i remember having friends that kind of ganged up on me i mean they didn't beat me up but they were mad at me and they knew it was bothering me that they were mad at me and i was like why are you guys still mad at me we're not talking to you mm, we're the sun and the moon well can i be one of the stars if you're the sun and the moon we don't like stars we don't have stars here this is this is a universe with just suns and moons and no stars are allowed but i'm but there are stars if you look up in the sky there are stars well in this universe there are no stars and we don't like you we're not talking to you and that used to bother me the comment section is everywhere outside. As I got older, as I started to do stand-up comedy, as I opened myself up to criticism of my work and who I am and all that kind of stuff, I realized that most of the time, if somebody gives you constructive criticism, cool. But a lot of the times when people take pot shots at you, who cares? A lot of the times it's unfair stuff. And if I walked up to you and I stood next to you and you know for a fact you smell good, you just got out of the shower, you got on your good clothes, you got on that cologne that everybody gives you compliments on. And I walked up and I said, you were the stinkingest mother jumper on the planet. Good Lord, you stink. Let me stand back here. You stink. Ooh, you stink. Did you roll around in a bag of garbage? Did somebody beat you to beat you down with a dead animal? Does it, you have a colostomy bag on it with a fan attached to it to blow that smell out? What the hell is wrong with you? You stinking, stinking, stinking bastard. Would that bother you? You No, you'd probably go, that guy's nuts. Well, if you can say that guy's nuts to somebody being outrageous like that, then you could also go, that guy's nuts and not allow it to bother you when it's in the comment section so when i watch the outrageous comment section or or online comments being spewed at people that i care about that no longer exist i realized it was just that guy yelling you and you when you know you smell good and that guy you're stinking man you this guy has no information this person has no information they don't even have a picture so why would i allow it to get inside me and bother me at all and just like that scenario if somebody was that rude and mean and obnoxious on the outside if you really think about it, they're going to be the ones that look like idiots, not you, if you really, really think about it. Sometimes people will do things and they just don't understand. <laughs> they don't understand you as well as they think you do. I talked before about a guy that did something to me and I was really pissed off about him and that he, uh, he was hiding from me. Right. He was just hiding and hiding and hiding and hiding and hiding from me. 
thinking that I was going to be upset with him, thinking that maybe I, even thinking that maybe I was going to whip his ass or be real mean to him or sue him and all that kind of stuff. But then I realized, just like in the comment section, I can't allow that person doing awful stuff, being a douche to make me not be me and not mess up my mess up what's going on. But that doesn't mean I got to talk to you. And why did I say that doesn't mean I got to talk to you? Because this this dumb bastard realized at the time that he had to be around me because we knew some of the same people. We went to the same places. And by avoiding me, this dumb bastard was taking away a lot of stuff from from himself. So he very, very slowly decided to reintegrate into the world of that we lived in. Right. He tried to get back around our the friends that we have, or the acquaintances that we have that are common and some of the places that we have that are common. He started to slink back in at this time. He's still trying to go when he doesn't think I'm there. But eventually circumstances led to the point where he absolutely had to be there when I was there. And I saw him staring at me. Right? He knows he's wrong. And he's just waiting for me to go off on him. He's just waiting. Right? I am literally offended by every second that he's around me, that he hasn't given me my money or at least apologize for not giving me my money. I'm just looking at the guy, not directly looking at the guy, but I'm I'm looking at the guy and I see him trying not to look at me. And I'm going, you know what? I'm not going to say anything to this guy. I was going to let it go. I'm going to let it go. I'm not going to let it bother me. Just like the stuff in the comment section. Going to let it go and not let it bother me. Nah, nah, nah. Now, the difference with the comment section is you can just read and be outraged or not and go, well, that's kind of sucked. And then go about your business and never go back again. But this bastard was like, imagine if the comment section was a live feed of comments of a comment section of nothing but the biggest douches in the world. And it was, they just kept following you around making the comments every once in a while. They just pop up out of nowhere and make more outrageous comments and more outrageous comments and more outrageous comments because he kept popping up. And every time I saw him, I thought about how horrible he was. I thought about what he owed me. And I thought about the fact that I want to drop kick his ass, but I didn't drop kick his ass, even though I wanted to drop kick his ass. So now this jackass is trying to, you know, he, he wants to feel free to move around. So what he decides to do now is to try to walk up and say hi to me. Hey, what's going on, man? Hey. And I just kind of looked at him like, really? You just, you're just going to walk up to me like nothing, like nothing happened. Like you didn't do what you did. Right? I realize now what he was doing was step, you know, you take your foot and you know that you don't know how hot the water in the tub is and you don't want to sit down at it and burn yourself. So you put your toe in, right? You put your toe in and you go, oh, that's too hot for me to get in there right now. And that's what he was doing. He was putting his toe into our combined universe of people. And he realized, nah, I can't sink into the tub yet. And he put his toe in. Oh, that shit's hot. That's exactly what it was. It was too hot. Don't even think about walking up to me, punk, and try to talk to me, punk, when you know you owe me, punk. And then all of a sudden, this bastard just decides he wants to start hanging around, right? Not not dumb enough to come up and try to talk to me. Just kind of, you know, hey, I'm going to sit here and hang around. And uh, I want to see if he says anything. Uh, he's not going uh, to say anything. He's going to just go there. Okay, that's cool. 
And I was, I was content with that. I was content with that. I was okay. You sit over there. I'll do my thing. I'm not even going to acknowledge your existence. I'm not going to do any kind of overt, you know, sometimes when you, when you want a person to know that you're not noticing them, you turn, you know, you ever, you ever have your significant other, other do that, whether you're a man or woman, you walk into the house and you know, she's mad at you. And instead of just saying, I'm mad at you, all of a sudden she'll, you know, be extra nice to the person that's next to you, you know, laugh extra hard at jokes that aren't funny when someone else says stuff, you know, you know, if she's, if it's her, if she's like, if it's like a place where she, it's her turn to serve up the grub, you know, and she, and you're there and then she gives everybody else extra food and you get like one one uh one brussels sprout <laughs> everybody everybody else has has food on their plate piled up to their nose and you get a half a brussels sprout and she purposely drops it on the floor and puts it back on your plate here's your dinner and he eats your floor sp- brussels sprout that was on the floor you piece of crap dirty you know, guy, you same thing. You're mad at your wife and she wants to engage you in conversation. And normally you're a talkative guy, but now all of a sudden you got to act like you can't, you, you got to hear this song on the radio. Yeah. Let me just hear this song real quick. You hate that song. Where well, will I like it now? Yeah. You don't even like classical music. Yeah. Well, I, for some reason, I want to hear the exact amount of classical music it will take to, to go from where we are right now back to the house. Yeah. I want to hear it's going to take us, but according to this Google thing, it's going to take us 42 minutes to get home. I want to hear 41 minutes and 58 seconds of classical music. You know, I mean, not, it has nothing to do with the fact that I don't want to talk to you right now because I hate your guts because of what you did. It has nothing to do with that. All that crap. So now we sit next to somebody that uh, that I know that I actually like and that I think apparently likes him. Right. He's sitting there right next to the person and the person. Hey, and calls me by name. Hey, and I go, hey, and I didn't even see his punk ass at first. Then I see his punk ass sitting there and he's kind of looking down. Let me look around at nothing. Let me look at nothing in particular until he stops looking in this direction because I'm really, really guilty because I'm a huge piece of crap. Bastard. Now, when I think about the things, the events that happened recently and how we should just be able to enjoy our lives because we never know what's going to happen. You know, like I said, don't let the comment section bother you. Don't let these things bother you. I realize now what I'm going to do. Like I said, I'm never going to befriend this piece of crap, but I'm going to get to the point where I don't I don't feel uncomfortable myself around the guy. I'm not going to I'm not going to do any of that crap. I just. You know, I'm not going to shake his phone, his hand. He tried to shake my hand. I was, went, I was like, you know how bad I'm going to ball this thing up and knock it. But um, I realized that it's like, just like with the comment section, I can't let these things bother me. I, mean, I don't want to get to the situation where I'm going around and I see this piece of crap and it just bothers me and bums me out. I'm not going to do that. You know, that comment section thing was one of those things that really kind of resonated with me. The simple fact, like I said, I was completely stunned that I did that. It didn't bother me that it just I just was able to go. You know what? I'm, I'm, I can't give these these people this. I can't give these people that kind of power. I can't do it. And I realized, like I said, that goes with everything. You can't give these people power. You can't give them power when they say mean things online. You can't give people power when they say mean things in your regular life. You can't give these kind of people power when they do stuff to you that you can't get retribution for, but they're in your face all the time. It's one of those things when you realize, you you, you know, it's like when I talked about how the pain gets eroded away very, very slowly. You realize that the same thing happens in another way when you get, you get become, uh, you start evolving as a human being. 
you realize that in the background, it's like a, like an Android phone or an, an iPhone in the background, the apps that make you what you are, are updating. Right. And you see the change log. Well, now stuff in common sections doesn't bother you. And now people that say mean stuff in person doesn't don't bother, doesn't bother you. And now when you see a person that you, won't, you know, wanted to slap the crap out of because they did some crap to you and you want to slap the crap out of you. Now you're not going to slap the crap out of them. In fact, you're not even going to be uncomfortable around them. In fact, you're going to be able to go up to the, to the person that they were sitting next to, have a conversation with that person and just minimally acknowledge the other person without feeling uncomfortable. And the world is a com is a the world is a comment section, people. It really is. The world is a comment section. <laughs> you know, sometimes I sit back back in the you know, when it used to bother me I used to watch people person after person get fired up and return fire to the person. I know the person that was saying the mean things is just sitting back laughing the behind off because of the response that they got. But what would you think would happen to trolls and people that do these things in comment sections if we literally just completely ignored their existence? We didn't reply to them at all. We literally commented to each other. People that have common sense and compassion. If we just commented to commented to each other around the trolls, just completely ignored them. And if they put the disinformation out, we counter that by just putting up good information. What if in regular life, instead of getting upset when someone is mean or nasty or curses at us in traffic and acts like an ass, we just said, you know what? I'm never going to see this person again. So why would I return? You know, why would I return the, the venom? Right. Imagine if when we come home and our spouse is going off on us, we realize that the reason that the spouse is being a little prickly is because something bad happened. Instead of just returning fire, we try to figure it out. Right. Imagine how cool that would be. So, like I said, everybody, the, the world is a is a comment section, you know, and we can choose to sit there and return angry statements and waste time. When you sit there a half an hour arguing with somebody you don't even know, or you can go someplace and you spend that half an hour on a treadmill. Or, right. What's going to give you more of a benefit, you know, or spend that half an hour reading to your kid or Spend that half an hour sucking on your spouse's neck. Or spend that half an hour, I don't know, just sitting on the porch drinking a glass of green tea and watching the wind blow the leaves. Who knows? It's amazing how sometimes uh, one thing gets your brain rolling and you start thinking about a lot of other stuff that normally wouldn't even be connected. But that's kind of how it works, right? So, my friends, when it comes to the comment section, uh, literally and metaphorically, let's ignore the trolls. Just do what we need to do, because that's what I'm doing. You know. Be honest with you, even though I, even though I saw some awful stuff, I'm actually pretty proud of myself that I felt nothing, because I realized what was going on, and I'm gonna take that everywhere with me, and I hope you do too segment over all right folks uh 
I got to ask you this question. This is this is kind of an embarrassing thing here. And I, I got to be honest with you. Sometimes you wind up doing some things that you're not a, that you're kind of ashamed of. And it's a kind of a universal thing. You ever see you see a movie, you watch a movie and uh, you see the movie where the, 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 the person that's hot, whether it be a man or a woman, they, you know, they start moving in slow motion as they're walking towards you. Everybody else is running, walking at regular speed. But is that one person that's walking towards you and you start hearing that 80s a boom, 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 boom. Oh, yeah. You know, that kind of music. And it happens to everybody on occasion, especially if you're not with someone. I mean, it may happen if you're with someone, but usually if I have a girlfriend, it's like I'm just so into whoever she is that I'm not really giving a crap about looking at somebody else. It's like, why well, am I going to sit there fantasizing about somebody else when I got a girl that's with me? That's stupid. But I don't have a girlfriend right now. And so, Jesus, this is stupid. So I walk, I'm going, I'm in the supermarket and I see a couple. It's a, it's a young black couple, you know, good looking kid, meaning you know, I see I'm calling a 28 year old man kid. So old my ass is a good looking guy and his gorgeous wife. They're sitting there and it's, and, it's, and it's like, I'm looking at them and I'm like, that is really cool. You know, you, when you see a happy couple, not those obnoxious happy couples where they're damn near getting it on in front of people. Just like a happy couple that everything's great. They, they're having a great laughing and joking with each other. Ha ha ha. They genuinely enjoy each other's company. They're having a great time. And I watched that and I was like, I, I smiled. I was happy. I was like, yeah, that's really great to see that because it's a wonderful to see people who are happy together and, and all that kind of stuff. And it's great and incredible. And I would like to have that one day, you know, I've, I've had that for a short period of time, meaning like five, six years years at a time but you know i want to i want to i'm going to have that one more time and then have it be you know with the permanent one and and then you know and if i'm not one if it just never happens at least let me have a series of relationships that are just kind of just like that where everything's cool and great and incredible and all of that crap you know that's fine i know it kind of sucks when it falls if it falls apart the last chunk where it falls apart that's it kind of sucks but uh you know if you get if you give me if i get like five six three four five six years with somebody it sucks for, for a few months and then uh it falls apart whatever i'll, I'll enjoy the, the time that was good no big deal okay no big deal. So I'm watching them and I'm going, that's great. It's incredible and great and awesome and incredible and great and great. Right. And then the man moves and he goes to get something else. And I was sitting there enjoying the, enjoying the, uh, how great they look together. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, out of nowhere, like I said, he moved, he moved, he moved, he moved, he moved. He moved and she was there by herself. He was still there, but he was not in the way. And you ever see someone who's, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Perfect. Okay. Well, the perfect person that you're picturing was ugly compared to this woman. Okay. And she's in her mid to late twenties, probably late twenties, maybe even 30. And I'm like, Lord. And if before I was enjoying the couple and thinking it's great and incredible and awesome and incredible. And now I'm not even I, I don't even remember he exists. And I'm looking at her and I'm trying my best. I'm trying to turn my head and I'm now I'm going. I got to I'm like making excuses, looking at general direction, you know, I'm, 
I'm telling you, and nobody's going to believe you're staring at pears for 15 minutes. Okay. Nobody's going to lie to believe that crap. So I just, I say, I got to, this is, I, I, I don't want to be disrespectful. I'm not going to sit here and fantasize about this woman that's wrong and I ain't going to do it. And I've always been that way. If I, if I know somebody's in a relationship, I, I stop fantasizing about jumping on top of them. It's the truth. If I have a favorite female celebrity and she gets married or something, or she's in a relationship with somebody I don't think is a douche, I immediately kind of just go back to just enjoying her work and not fantasizing about jumping on top of her. That's the truth. So I turned my head away. I'm not going to look up. And I was very happy. I got the, the, but the bad part about it is like, it's like everywhere I went in the damn supermarket, every aisle I went, it was like, it's like, I go to the aisle of picking up some, some other kind of stuff. And I'm, I'm I'm in the, and she walks and he goes, Hey, why don't you go up that aisle and get some stuff? And then, uh, moving away that the, that the old guy right there is going to drool all over himself as a, and she comes out and she's just a, just a regular sweet lady you know just doing her thing she's not thinking about nothing but just enjoying her time with her husband and all that and getting the groceries and stuff and I, I'm doing I almost I think I have eye strain from trying to look away from her you know I just, I'm not going to be one of those dudes that's sitting there objectifying people like that I may joke about it sometimes but I'm, I'm, I'm not doing it I'm not going to do it in general but I'm definitely not going to do it this is a married woman I respect their relationship I'm not looking I'm not looking I'm not looking I'm just not going to do it and I was very proud of myself I did not do it I did not do it I made it a point not to do it but there was something that was a little embarrassing in the same supermarket. I tried my best not to ogle that beautiful sister, but guess what? It happened again. But this time it wasn't the beautiful sister. Oh, no. It was something even more tempting. Oh, no. Because a beautiful sister, I can have a beautiful sister in my life. If I run across a beautiful sister and she wants to go boom, boom, jiggity, boom, 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 I can do that. I have the option of doing it. I can do that. That's not a problem. I can do that. But there was something also there that was also just as chocolatey and yummy as that woman was, from what I could tell, seeing as how I didn't really look at her that much. And it's something I can't have. But it was just right there. I found myself looking at chocolate cake slices they were selling them in the store and i was going okay that's in the section so i'm pretty sure those cakes are probably those slices of cake if there were if there was a whole cake it wouldn't have matter because i'm not buying a whole cake because i know i'm not supposed to be eating that crap in the first place so you know daggone well i'm not gonna spend any money on a whole cake but these were not a whole cake these were cake slices a whole bunch of them different flavors damn and at this point, I don't even remember that there was a lady in the in the damn supermarket. She's long gone, probably. And I don't give a crap because he is with her and I can't have her in the first place. And I respect their relationship and I'm not going to ogle her or fantasize about her. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. And I chose not to do it. And I did a good job of not doing it. But she's not here and I don't care about her right now because the cake is here. See, I can find a woman as beautiful as she is. I can do that. I've also been with women as beautiful as she is. So that's not something. That's not a big deal. That's not a big deal. I can find a beautiful woman to spend time with. I can find a beautiful woman to spend time with. Not a big deal. But the cake I can't have. And it's right there. Right there in front of me. And I find myself in a similar situation. I find myself in a similar situation. I got to finish losing this weight. I got to keep eating right. I got to keep working out. But I can be looking at the cake and the cake is looking at me. And I'm looking at the cake and the cake is looking at me. And I'm looking at the cake and the cake is looking at me. 
And I'm going, well, I wonder what that cost. Because at some point I'm going to be able to eat the cake, right? Probably sometime in the early to middle of next year, I'll have lost all the weight and I'll be able to have a slice of cake occasionally, occasionally. So what harm would it do if I walk over there and just find out how much the cake costs? I mean, that's a few months from now, I'll have lost all the weight and it won't be a big deal. And then I'll be able to have the cake. So I might as well find out now. I mean, there's not going to be enough inflation between now and four to six months from now for me to not be, be shocked by the price of the cake and I'm going over to the cake. I'm looking at the cake and I'm walking up to the cake. I'm actually approaching this cake the same way I would approach a beautiful woman at a bar. You know, you kind of get yourself together. I actually straightened my clothes and checked my breath as I walked toward cake. What the hell is that crap? And what about what was I planning on doing to the cake? Huh? So I walk up to the cake and I look at it and I kind of got that look on my face like, yeah, one of these days. In fact, let me check you out right now just for future reference. And I'm hoping and praying that the price on the cake is high. I want it to be a high price so I can go, oh, hell no. And it'll be easier for me to walk away, easier for me to walk away from the cake. And I can use that and help myself out. But that, 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 that cake is three dollars. Two big slices of cake. The kind of cake I like for three dollars. You're not supposed to have this cake ass. Let's walk away. Let's walk away. You're not going to buy it. You want to buy it. You could buy it. No one's going to know you bought it. You could just eat it in the car. Ain't nobody going to know anything about it. But you're not going to do it. That's to know. I look into my cart and I realize, I look into my hand basket and I realize I forgot a couple of things. I got to go get them things that I forgot. What the hell was I thinking? So I go to get those things. But while I'm getting those things, I ain't thinking about the things I'm getting. I'm thinking about the things I ain't getting. The things I ain't getting are those pieces of cake that only cost $3. Negligible amount of money. I put the things I'm supposed to be getting into the cart. Then I find an excuse, just like with that woman where you sometimes find an excuse to look at somebody. Well, with the lady, I was finding an excuse to not look at her. Well, when it came to the cake, I was finding excuses to look at the cake. I go, well, uh, you know, the cake is next to the fruit section, the fruit section. And, and on the same uh, kiosk with the cake, cake is on one side and vegetables and salads are on the other side. So let me just go see what the salads look like. It's kind of weird how I, was, I wanted to see how this, what the salads looked like, but I walked the long way because the long way mean I had to walk by the cake. And as I'm walking towards the salad, my body's walking towards the salad, but my face and head are still looking at the cake so much so that I think tomorrow morning when I wake up, my neck's going to hurt because necks aren't supposed to bend that far because that's just wrong. And I pick up the salad and the salad is three ninety nine it actually costs ninety nine cents more than two big fluffy juicy pieces of cake hmm is that the universe telling me s why are you worrying about that stupid salad bro you're into saving money right now. You want to save a couple bucks? Of course you do. So what you need to do to save a couple bucks is you need to make sure that what you need to do, my friend, what you need to do is you need to buy that cake because the cake is a lot cheaper than the salad. Why would you want to waste a dollar on that, right? Maybe you wanted to get some cake for some other people. Definitely not for you later on where you put the cake in the refrigerator and then you don't call the people you bought the cake for and then you eat the cake yourself because no one knows about it. <laughs> mm. uh, you know, 
So if you bought five salads and five cakes, that's five bucks you would have wasted. You know, so just, just don't do it, as don't do it. And then I go to another part of the store. But my heart's with the cake. It's with the cake, damn it. It's with the damn cake. So I walk back to the cake and I realize now I have to make a decision, damn it. I have to decide right now, am I going to be, am I going to be a guy that buys cake when he knows he shouldn't buy cake? Am I going to be the kind of guy that ogles somebody's wife or a married woman when you shouldn't be ogling them? It's bad for you to be sitting there fantasizing about a woman you're never going to have. And it's bad for you to be sitting there fantasizing about a piece of cake you know you shouldn't have. What am I going to do? Well, with the lady, I was strong enough to stop looking at her delicious body. At least I think it was delicious. I couldn't tell because I didn't look at her. And I also made it a point. No, I know it was a negligible amount of money. I know it's only three bucks, but it's not good for my health. And it's going to make me, it's going to take me a longer time to lose weight. I know it's going to taste good, but you know what tastes even better? Being healthy. So I, of course, I had the cake in the, in, in, in the, in the cart by now. <clears throat> F y'all. And I take the cake and I look at it. And I put it back. I did not eat the cake. I didn't even take the cake. And I'm proud of myself. Damn it. It's been a good day for willpower. No ogling women's butts. And no eating or sitting there messing around with cake you shouldn't be messing around with. I'm proud of myself. Aren't you proud of me? You know what kind of how hard it's been for me to lose this weight. Damn it. I've been talking about it long enough and I've had fits and starts and lost some, then gained some back, then gained three, then lost five, then gained two, then lost. You've been there. You, you know what the deal is. You should be proud of me. Damn it. Yeah, I'm proud of myself. And if you're if you're doing the same thing, if you're suffering like I am trying to eat right and exercise when you don't want to eat right and exercise, then you know how powerful the power of the allure of cake is when you have an opportunity to get cake for three dollars when it's good cake and you can get a lot of cake for three. But come on, you know what I'm talking about, damn it. But I'm proud of myself because I didn't eat the cake. Hold on for a second. Gotta make sure I, I don't know. I mean, this cocaine that I have here, I don't know. Well, hold on for a second. Make sure this is the good cocaine. Now, I shouldn't just snorting this cocaine would be wrong. I'm not gonna do that. And put this back in the package and get the heroin out. Ah, oh, this is some good. You know, when I only take heroin on Mondays, this is on Sunday. I should probably use some of this crack here. Yeah, I mean, just the, the crack. No, I don't want to use this crack. Hmm. What about this bath salts? I think I'll take that. Yeah, I'll use that instead. Because if, what are you judging me for? Damn it! So I okay. So I, 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 I there's coke and, and, and crack and bath salts and heroin and meth here. So I use that instead. At least I'm not eating the cake. <laughs> I'm not taking any drugs. Never nor will I ever. But in all seriousness, folks, I'm actually very, very proud of myself. You know. For the you know you heard what I talked about in the first section. I'm proud of myself that I didn't get all flipped, freaked out by the jackasses. And in all seriousness, I'm very very proud of myself because I'm telling you, it was a real struggle not picking up that cake. It was three bucks. I could have taken that cake and blown that cake up in the car. I probably would have bought a cup of coffee and sat there, pushed the cake down my throat, give me a sup of coffee, um, cake, or coffee, cake, um, there's some coffee, um, there's some cake, um, there's some coffee. I would have done that crap, but I didn't. And even though I'm joking right now, you got to realize how tough that actually was. I literally did have to battle myself to walk out there without that cake, but I didn't take it. Yeah. 
But then again, I got to go to the supermarket tomorrow. With my luck, the cake will be a buck fifty then. I promise if, if somehow I break down and eat that cake tomorrow, I'll admit it on next week's podcast. I promise. Unless it's unless it's unless I buy like 12 of them and then eat all of them. Then I ain't telling you all the damn thing because that'd be just too damn embarrassing. <laughs> anyway, uh, so I know that if you're, if you're struggling with some stuff, folks, if you have an opp- if you have an opportunity, if you can beat that thing that you're struggling with, if you can beat it and beat it and beat it, you should celebrate, celebrate the fact that your willpower and your fortitude, just celebrate the fact that you won that battle, my friends. I was just thinking about it. I, I should, I should, I should. This is my celebration, talking to you about the fact that I didn't do that. I think I'm going to celebrate with a whole lot of ice cream and pie. <laughs> huh? What do you mean? That, that's, that's just as bad as cake, really? <laughs> oh, God. I wish I had some listeners that know how to mind your business. Anyway, uh, thank you very much for listening to this segment. And uh, my friends, there will be no pie. There will be no cake. There will be no ice cream. <laughs> Maybe a little pie. <clears throat> segment over. Well, folks, thank you very much for listening to the epi- this episode of the Yes, Anthony Says podcast, episode number 289. I appreciate you. Thank you for everything. And you know what I'm talking about. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I will be back next week. And uh, starting next week, uh, we will be resuming our normal, uh, normal type of episodes. <laughs> the kind of episodes that I've done the other few times. Uh, everything will be going back to normal uh, starting next week. And I want to thank you once again, everybody, for your uh, for your condolences and all the kindness that you've given to me and my family. Much, much appreciated. Much love to you, you bastards. Do me a favor. If you like this show, share the show with a friend. If you like this show, rate and review this show on iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, wherever you're listening to it. And by the way, I am on iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher Radio, iHeartRadio, all of that crap. I'm on all of them. And if you can't remember where I am, all you got to do is Google my name, S. Anthony Thomas, or Google the name of the show, S. Anthony Says. Bam! All my stuff will pop up. And if you love this show, damn it, don't just download it and just listen to it. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Also, uh, I have a YouTube channel. I'm going to begin using that. So get your asses over there and follow the YouTube channel. Surprisingly enough, it's called S. Anthony Says. So get your asses over there, damn it, and subscribe to that channel so you'll be there when I start using the damn thing. Yeah, I said it. If you want to contact me, you can do so on social media. I'm on Twitter. at Twitter for me specifically is at S. Anthony Thomas. The Twitter for this show is at S. Anthony Says. The email directly to me is talk to s anthony at gmail.com and it's the word to t-o not the number two t-a-l-k-t-o s anthony at gmail.com okay folks much love to you all i appreciate you more than you know like i said next week everything will be back to normal i will probably be some semblance of normal by next week and we'll go back to our normal programs that that I that fortunately for me you love. Thank you very much, and I will talk to you next week. And I'm going to say goodbye the way I always get to say goodbye. On the count of three, I want you to say it with me. Are you ready? Are you ready? Of course you are. Here we go. One, two, three. S. Anthony. Out.